I feel like the thesis statement for Ad Astra was what if we looked at masculinity in space, the final frontier. Hey fam, welcome to another episode of Stay Watching. As always, I'm your host, Larry. So I guess this is a Monday's at the movies, but maybe it might work out a little bit differently. I haven't quite figured that out yet. I never have a plan when I go into these episodes other than a very loose outline of some points that I want to touch on. Um, but I recently saw a movie um, that... I did want to kind of give a little bit of a review on the movie, but I also wanted to just talk about some of the themes of that film and um, just how I feel like it's a conversation that, that really needs to be had. And it does a, a pretty good job of, of starting that conversation. So the film, as you may have guessed uh, from that intro, is Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt and directed by James Gray. So um, just hang in there. I'm going to be right back and we're going to get into talking about this one. So I think what I want to do with this is I just want to get kind of the review piece of this out of the way right away. So uh, you've probably heard a little bit about this film so far, but if you haven't, basically it is a film about Brad Pitt, who is an astronaut, who his father went on a mission back in the day, kind of got lost in space potentially. And now the government thinks he may have something to do with some um, electrical activity that's been causing problems on Earth. And so they ask Brad Pitt's character to try to relay a message to his father to see if they can get to the bottom of what is happening. And what's interesting about this film um, is, uh, you know, just just again, just kind of laying it all out there for you. One of the things that I think is important to know about this film is that it's not what it was kind of advertised to be. So in the first advertisements that came out for this film, it was very clear that they wanted it to look like it was a sci-fi action movie with, you know, this lunar chase scene and, and things exploding and, you know, this kind of thrilling mystery that Brad Pitt is trying to uncover. And I think those there are aspects of those things here, but it is definitely not an action movie. It is there is there is that thriller element to it, uh, but it is much more of an introspective character study, you know, really examining its central character. And luckily for this film, I think that Brad Pitt does give one of his best performances. Um, you know, admittedly, I had never really been that big of a fan of Brad Pitt. There are certain movies here and there that I really enjoyed or thought he did a good job in. Um, but I often see him as kind of being someone who 
overacts, um, you know, and, and part of that is just the direction that he's given. Um, you know, again, you know, when I when I think of some of his his bigger roles, you know, stuff like Fight Club, you know, he is playing a very specific character who needs to have that bravado, that braggadocio. And, and I think he does a really good job in that. You know, same thing when 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 Quentin Tarantino is using him, he, he kind of brings out this, um, you know, almost caricaturist version of of you know brad pitt or brad pitt plays these caricatures and you know he's he's been very good at that but i think to play someone who is much more restrained and and i'm sure there there are people that can name other movies where he's done this type of thing in um but i just thought it was it was really refreshing to see him in this role to see him you know restrained and introspective and really kind of you know this this self examination that was on display within this film the restraint um, it was it was really something that i i hadn't seen from him in a while personally and and again considering you know he's in two you know pretty big deal movies this year um including once upon a time in hollywood um you know if i had to really choose between the two performances in these films i i just like this performance so much more i think it I think it takes a lot more, you know, and I'm not an actor, um, so I'm not going to pretend like I know, but I just, I feel like there's, there's so much more, you know, I, I think it is for me just that, that restraint piece of it. I, I think it just does so much more for the story that's being told here. Um, and you know, it was something that, again, I am not used to seeing from him, um, mostly because he is so charismatic and larger than life. And, you know, again, sure, he, he has played serious in the past. He can play serious, um, you know, but I, I just thought he did a really great job in this film. And, you know, given the theming of the film, it worked out really nicely. Um, there isn't really a whole lot about the other performances in the film that I that I have to say. I, I think Tommy Lee Jones gives a really great performance. Um, uh, Ruth Nega, who I, I wish was in a little bit more of the film, uh, gives a, gives an interesting performance in, in the little bit that she's in. Um, Donald Sutherland is is his usual pretty good self, uh, so nothing to worry about there. Um, you know, I think one of the other things that I would really want to just kind of briefly touch on is the score of this film. Um, it it's really haunting. It's a, it's a great kind of space soundtrack. And and you know, outside of outside of the sound, I would say that the visuals they also do this this great job. And and so they, they create this really you know kind of haunting vision of space where. You know, in some ways it is really, you know, beautiful and vast and magical, but at the same time, it is so incredibly lonely and foreboding and overwhelming. And I, and I think between the visuals that they have in this film and the, the soundtrack and score, that really comes across well. And I think they really do a great job of kind of communicating that sense. Um, you know, and, and again, that's something that's kind of echoed through uh, Brad Pitt's character and also Tommy Lee Jones's character. So just being able to, you know, really to be able to watch, listen and, and, and feel this type of thing that they're trying to 
get through to you, but also kind of seeing the characters react to that as well. I just thought that was that was really well done. Um, you know, again, like this film is not perfect. Uh, there are some issues, you know, I think it does have some pacing issues, um, you know, but again, like considering that it really is this great character study, I, I think it is something that I, I do feel like it is one of my favorite films of this year, despite not being perfect. Um, it just has enough to say and it does enough to really kind of get me on board. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know this film isn't going to work for every audience. There are going to be people who want it to be more action packed. They're, they're, you know, even when I went to see it, it was pretty clear that some people felt like they were tricked into seeing this film, um, which isn't a sci-fi action movie. But as I said before, it is this, um, really introspective character study, uh, predominantly focused on masculinity, um, and what it means to be a man and kind of the, the shortcomings of what we are taught often as men. Um, and I think that's something that, that is really admirable about this film. Um, I don't think there are quite enough stories that, that really kind of approach these topics and, the way in which it was handled here, I thought was really brilliant. I mean, we're, what we're really diving into is this idea of, you know, who gets held up as a hero and, you know, what are the characteristics of that individual and are these healthy characteristics? So, you know, for someone who pushes their family out of their lives so that they can focus on the mission, um, who doesn't build personal relationships, who tries to subdue and, and kind of push out their emotions in every way, you know, is, is that, is that healthy? Is that good? Is that something that we should celebrate? And, and really that's, that's kind of the core conceit of this film, you know, um, are these characteristics that, should be celebrated because, you know, all too often young men, boys are, are told to keep their emotions in check and to not let attachments cloud their judgment and to, you know, focus on their mission, focus on what they're doing and to, you know, not necessarily care about how other people are feeling or for those around them. And, you know, not to say that everybody is, is taught those things, but, you know, there's a certain way in which, you know, we're kind of instructed that men should be acting in society. And, you know, again, that's that's what this film is dissecting. So, you know, while you might have come for a, a an interesting science fiction journey through space, you know, you do get that there are, you know, really interesting elements of that. Um, but it is more about, you know, this this really kind of core theme of masculinity and and really, you know, kind of unlearning some of the lessons that our, our fathers may have taught us. And I, I don't know, I just I felt like that was really brilliant. And it's something that I, I find myself wishing that more films would tackle. I mean, it's, it's, it's not always going to be a moneymaker. I mean, like, like, let's be real. Like when you want to talk about these types of things, not everybody is going to be on board. And so that's why, you know, in some cases you have to make your trailer 
seem a little bit more like an action movie, you know, to, to really kind of get those butts in seats um, and to, you know, kind of get to, to really start to work in on that audience. And, and I think they, they knew that. And I think they knew the conversation that they wanted to have with their audience. And they know they knew, you know, if we present this movie this way, these are the folks that are going to show up. And we really want to talk to them. We really want them to kind of understand their message, this message, you know, and, and I think one of the things that, that I would say, um, because, you know, you have a lot of people that are going to kind of push back on that idea of talking about masculinity and, and toxic masculinity and all of those things. And it, it really is about not necessarily saying that you know, men are bad because that's what anybody who is counter to wanting to talk about these things generally just kind of reduces all of this to, which is really sad because it's a lot more nuanced than that. Um, but really there is a better way for us to be. And that is something that continually through this film is kind of stated, you know, what are the things that you don't know? Um, and how do you kind of respond to them? How can you build a better system of response to those things rather than just kind of continually cutting yourself off, being devoid of emotion, you know, being robotic, being cold, pushing away those who love and care about you? How do you kind of remove yourself from that process? Um, and, and again, like I just think, I think Brad Pitt does a really great job of kind of bringing that idea that theme to life on the screen and and shows us a character who is dealing with that and and i just think you know again i i think it's something that is worth watching i think it's something that more people should see so that we can really start to have these conversations on a more mass scale and you know sometimes entertainment is just like one of the best ways to start that conversation you know maybe this will make people think about these things in a different way, um, you know, because it, it is a little bit more accessible for some people who may feel that these are conversations that only happen in academia or, or wherever they may be happening. And so to be able to go to the theater, to be able to have this experience, to be able to, you know, be able to approach this subject through a sci-fi action thriller is, is really interesting to me. And, you know, I'm not really familiar with the director, James Gray's other works. Um, you know, I have heard good things about The Lost City of Z or, or pretty, pretty good things about The Lost City of Z, but I've never seen it. Um, you know, I, I am somewhat interested in kind of checking out some of his other works just to see what they're all about. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like for what he was striving for or what I'm assuming he was striving for in this film, I would say that he was pretty successful. Again, not a perfect film. Um, there are definitely aspects to, you know, the, the pacing, the way the story was told, um, you know, some of the beats, some of the character work that I would have liked to see done a little bit differently. Um, I think there are some aspects to the world building that I would have liked to see um, kind of more fleshed out. Um, but again, you know, this this story wasn't necessarily about those things. And so I think this is something that is 
worth checking out. Uh, and I'd be really interested to see, or, or really interested to hear what, what you all think about this. Um, and, th and, and how you responded to Ad Astra's tackling of kind of the masculinity issue and, and you know, how it how it approaches kind of the father-son dynamic and the lessons that fathers teach their sons and how those get internalized um, and manifest. So, you know, that's pretty much all I can say about the movie without really kind of getting into spoiling some of the key kind of factors with it. Um, so if this ends up being something where, you know, you all want to talk a little bit more in depth or talk about a specific scene or anything like that, um, definitely let me know. Um, but you know, I'm going to leave it there on this one. Um, yeah, we're going to have a nice, pretty short episode. I'll be right back. So agree, disagree, you know, did you like the way that Ad Astra approached these topics? Um, did you think the movie was bad or boring? You know, was there something more that you wanted to see from it? Uh, definitely let me know. Hit me up at LarryTron pretty much everywhere on social media or shoot me an email, Larry at LM2Photo.com. I really want to hear what you all have to say. Um, so I'm, I, I do, usually I apologize at top. I'm going to apologize a little bit later this episode. Um, things have been really busy for me. Um, and so I have not quite been able to keep to the schedule that I had planned to keep uh, in terms of getting out content, recording episodes and everything like that. So, um, you know, as always, I'm going to try to do better, um, but just know that there might be gaps here and there just because, you know, the fall is an incredibly busy time of the year for me. Um, and I, there's just so much going on left and right, but, um, I do have a couple of really fun episodes planned, um, some with guests, some by myself. Um, so, you know, just keep it locked. Uh, I will be back with more stuff more consistently. Um, it's just going to kind of take me a minute to get there and to get that stuff recorded. Um, so outside of that, uh, one thing, you know, always, as I always ask, uh, try to leave me a review. Um, you know, let me know a rating and a review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. I want to improve as much as possible. But the other thing too, uh, this is a little bit of a plea from me. Um, one of the cool things that I found out recently is that in order to be, if you are a podcast, in order to be selected potentially to be a Rotten Tomatoes critic, uh, you have to have at least 200 ratings of four stars or higher on iTunes, but I'm, I'm sure they'll pull from other places too. So if you could leave me a rating and review, not only does it help other people find this show who might be interested in it, but it might also help me appear on Rotten Tomatoes, which would be really awesome. And right now is one of the things that I've added to my bucket list. I just wrote it right now. It's there. Um, ask me to see my bucket list and you will see it. It's probably going to be like one of like three items because I kind of make this thing up as I go along. Um, 
Outside of that, uh, as I've been telling you all summer long and now into the fall, I am now a part of the Hard Knock Media Collective, which is the media and podcast arm of the Nerds of Color, um, which is basically your source for all things nerdy from the perspectives of people of color. They have a lot of great shows over there, like Hard Knock Life, Hard NOC Life, uh, which is the flagship podcast for the Nerds of Color. You've got shows like Southern Fried Asians, which looks at the experiences of Asian Americans in the U.S. South, and stuff like DC TV Classics that looks at DC Comics kind of foray into television. So lots of cool stuff over there. Check it out, hardnocmedia.com. And so I will be back soon, people. Um, If you're real nice, if you're real lucky, you might get another episode this week. I'll talk to you again soon. Stay watching, fam. Peace.